Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. Hey everyone, this is the Almost World Podcast. Bringing to you mind-blowing interviews with guests from all over the world. So settle down, relax, and enjoy the show. Oh yeah, by the way, if you like the podcast, please support Elmo's World Podcast on Patreon. Your support is what helps the podcast improve more and more. Welcome to Elmo's World Podcast. This is Elmo and I'm with my friend Cindy Plaza. Uh, Hey Cindy, can you introduce yourself? Hi, thanks for inviting me. Uh, so my name is Cindy Plaza. I'm I'm French. I'm I've been living in Belgium for uh, five years now. Um, I'm the host of the show uh, The Path to Reason. Uh, so I'm an atheist, and uh, I hopefully I will be teaching critical thinking in in the next month because I've been working on 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 a course lately in the last two years and. Uh, if all goes to plan, then I will be teaching critical thinking in yeah in, in a few months. Uh, other than that, I I don't really have a, a specific stance on philosophy or or uh, any any specific worldview. I could say I'm a, I'm a secular humanist because I I put humans and the way we treat them first. I would say. Yeah, other than that, I'm just, uh, I love to debate, uh, and and yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, in in terms of the your YouTube channel, it's called The Path to Reason, right? What do you discuss there? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I, I talk about uh, topics, well, pretty much any topic, but on uh, through the lens of critical thinking. Uh, Sometimes it's just uh, social ideas or just things that bother me, like uh, people not not understanding the difference between uh, explaining and excusing. Uh, it's, it's just random topics like that. Uh, but yeah, uh, sometimes related to to religion, sometimes not. And but most of the time it's uh, it's seen and discussed through the lens of critical thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess like um, you, you know when you you said you're an atheist, right? How did you start as as an atheist? Were you always sort of in a secular family, or did you like leave a a family of 
that had this specific religion? Like what happened? So uh, I grew up in France and France is a very, very secular country. Uh, religion is very limited to, to the personal lives. Uh, it, it just doesn't appear in, in the public sphere, uh, mostly. So uh, my mother, mother was some kind of theist, I would say. Uh, it's not very... She, she was not uh, uh, under any denomination, but I, I guess she was Catholic like uh, most, uh, most religious French people. My father was not religious, but I didn't know until much later because he, he or they never talked about it. Um, so my mother put me in a, in a Catholic private school, uh, and there I got uh, religious uh, classes. But the, the way it was presented to me, it was just not believable. So I guess uh, I might have believed for a few months, uh, but I, I, I don't think I was ever uh, a theist. Okay, well, I guess like if you you're never an atheist, have you ever at least considered the the idea or like looked into it, you know, or or and can you give the reasons why you're not really convinced? Well, the the in fact, I, I remember very vividly the moment where it happened. So. Um, we had religious classes once a week in the afternoon. Uh, I don't remember which day, but um, and I remember that that day we had uh, in the morning story classes about uh, dinosaurs, and the afternoon uh, a story about uh, Genesis and Adam and Eve. And so, I, I at some point I, I see uh, some kind of incoherence, and so I raise my hand and and, and ask, but you you told us this morning that. There was there were dinosaurs uh, before there were humans and 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 now you're you're telling us that the earth was created in seven days and and the first humans were just created and I, I just it didn't make sense and so she 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 asked me do you believe in God I said mm, yeah so that's it that's that's that answer uh, so that's it it just just told me everything I needed to know. It's just, to me, it, it looked like uh, make-believe. It looked like uh, this is a story we're giving you to to behave, uh, pretty much like, like Santa when, when you were a kid. And so that's why I, I didn't believe in it. Also, uh, I was very fond of uh, Greek mythology at the time, and, and I still are. And I just didn't see the difference between the stories. Mm hmm. But I guess like uh, when you when you, you know, like, let's say you look at Islam or something or Hinduism or Christianity, right? They might they might have been at least like misrepresented by the professor that you have had a conversation with. But, you know, maybe there there are better answers than what was presented to you at that time. Do you ever at least like reconsider or maybe I need to actually dive into this and not just I guess expect from this one person so uh, f until I was about 
30. I didn't think about it because, like I said, I, uh, I was living in a very non-religious uh, environment, so I didn't re really care. Uh, it's only when I met uh, an American friend who introduced me to a forum called uh, rationalskepticism.org, where I started seeing what religion does uh, around the world. And that's where I, I decided to learn more about it. So I read the Bible, I read the Quran, and uh, I, I also um, did the, the edition for a, a book a friend wrote about um, um, looking at uh, the, the Bible through what we know about history and comparing uh, the two. And she, she wrote a book about almost seven pages long. And, and I, I worked with her to, to, for the, the edition of that book. And so I learned a lot about uh, history at that time too. So everything I learned about, uh, about science, about history, about, uh, about the Bible itself also, uh, it's, and also about the, the arguments that were presented to me by, by theists, because on, on this forum, we regularly have theists trying to, uh, well, presenting their view. And I haven't found any single sound argument presented by, by a theist. Every argument I've seen in the last 10 years was fallacious in some way. So all this comforted me in my, uh, in my non-belief. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess like um, you looked at uh, all the rational arguments that they tried to present, but it's, it was you, you and you. It seemed to you that it, it was just not enough. It was mo like all of them were flawed in some way or another, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I want to dive into like what you currently believe right now in terms of, uh, I guess like, do you believe that we we are, uh, you know, as human beings, we ha we are able to have control over the outcome, or at least I, I would, I guess, people define it in philosophy as like free will. Do you think that we have this sort of uh, power? Um, so this determinism question is, I think, it's very interesting, and uh, I I wouldn't say I'm. Uh, determinist because even though I learned a lot about uh, psychology and, and and I try to educate people uh, about this because I realized that a lot of bad uh, arguments around there are, are caused by a lack of understanding about how our, how our brain works. Uh, I, I, I don't know if if I can say that I believe uh, in a fully determinist, deterministic uh, vision or a non-deterministic vision, I I don't think it's relevant, though, to be honest. Because even, even though we, we assume that uh, we are totally determined by our past, by our uh, genetics to to do what we do, we still live in a world where we have to take uh, responsibility for our actions. Uh, and, and I'm a very, very strong believer of that of uh, responsibility. 
So I, I think that if, even though we, we, some people believe in determinism, I think we still are accountable for uh, our actions, uh, our words, our everything we do. So th that's why I, I'm not too much hang, hang up on, on, on that topic because, because I don't think it's particularly relevant to to how I see uh, the, the world and how, how we should treat other people. Mm -hmm. So, okay, like uh, I guess like from what you just said, it is that, you know, I'm, I believe that we have responsibility as human beings whether or not we are determined or or undetermined to do to do to do these things right there is this responsibility that you're talking about and you believe in yes. it yeah yeah I, I believe so because i i i'm a very pragmatic pe person and i think that we cannot pragmatically uh imagine a world where or society where uh, we are not accountable for our actions. Mm -hmm. But it, it, I guess like it have the, the practicality of it, it does is actually irrelevant too, right? Because if if it doesn't make sense, you know, if 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 we are actually determined, then it it, it doesn't really follow to have this thing called uh, responsibility. And if you're going to talk about what this responsibility is that you are posing that we as a human race all have, then what is the, in fact, this responsibility? What is, it, what is its nature? Like, If I were to analyze what the, the, how you define responsibility, it would be something like uh, I would be held accountable because I did something that's objectively wrong or right. So then 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 we're going to have to ground on something that's object that's we could call like an objective moral standard and you know it 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 it, it brings a lot of entailments don't you think um yeah i, I see your point uh but i i don't agree with the necessity of an objective morality i think we uh i i don't think there is such a thing uh, even on the theist side, because if you accept the idea that uh, God is the source of morality, then whatever he decides is moral, then that's just switching the, 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 the subjective morality from us to him. Because if one day he decides to change uh, what's moral, then it's just subjective to, to him. But that, that's another topic. To, to come back to, to the, the responsibility side, I, I, maybe I, I, I think that there, we still have a small margin of, uh, of non-deterministic uh, action because we, we can still yeah, it's again, it's a, it's a, it's a hot topic, and I didn't think about it very very much. But I I, I think we can um, 
even though we we, we can say that the, the factors that enter uh, into uh, our actions are a lot uh, deterministic, I think we can train ourselves into uh, one way or another. Like you, you, you can train to be a critical thinker. You can train yourself to be uh, more um, generous. You can train yourself to be uh, or anything positive, or you can just uh, let yourself go through a, a, a bad way. Like like criminals, I, I think maybe if in the first place they were placed in, in a position where it was very hard for them to do the, the right thing. I still think at some point there there is one moment where you choose your your path. So So yeah, maybe I will never be a, a, a determinist pe person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess like you know, if I if I'm, you know, I, I did ask you like earlier if you're an atheist or not, and yet and yes, you are an atheist. So I, I'm I'm just looking at uh, how how can responsibility arise from a from a worldview where. It, there is no God, right? If there is no God, there's then everything is just based on our subjectivity, right? And and this subjectivity is actually brought upon the naturalistic events of the universe, which is of course the deterministic as well. No matter even if it's probabilistic or not, uh, we are we are. If 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 it if there's no God, then we're all determined, and if we're all determined, then every action that we have doesn't really entail this inherent uh, thing that we, that we should be held accountable for things that we've done. But I think if you you can, there is a way around that. Like for example, it's more of like if I were looking at something. As an at a case like if I was an atheist and also a determinist, I would say like okay then we actually put people these people in prison, not because they 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 deserve to be punished, but because they have the ten tendency and the potential to be a danger to society. Therefore, we are gonna isolate or rehabilitate them to to. To I guess to reduce that tendency and protect the protect the rest of society. I, in 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 that sense, that could work, right? In, in a in a deterministic and atheist worldview. But do you agree or like do you still believe that in terms of responsibility, people actually need to be like punished because they deserve to be punished? Because I don't know how you could arrive at that from a you know, from an atheist worldview? Uh, that's an interesting question. I, I never thought of it like this. Um, what, what, what I can say is, again, that's my, my pragmatic side, is that uh, as long as we share a space with other people, we need to, to set boundaries. And to me, those boundaries are uh, determined <laughs> Maybe that's not the right word here, but uh, are um, the consequences of two uh, two things. First, it's the, the 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 golden rule that don't do to others what you wouldn't like to be done to you, 
and uh, and the fact that we have empathy. And I think that any rule that governs uh, any society uh, is derived from those two principles. So the, the, the question of whether we punish someone for their actions in addition to uh, protecting society, uh, I, I thought of it this way before you asked the question, to be honest. Um, but I, I would like to, I would have to think about it a little bit more because you, you raised a very interesting point. Uh, but as long as I think that we have some sort of uh, um, say in, in our actions, then yes, there is some accountability and then we should uh, punish people for bad actions. But again, uh, I think we should emphasize much, much more on rehabilitation than we do in our societies. Uh, that's the most important part because since we know that there is a part of deterministic uh, determinism in our actions, if we want the person to not commit the crime again, then we need to correct what uh, led this person to act this way. Otherwise, we, we're just putting people in prisons and, and, and just lock the key and uh, uh, lock the door and, and toss the key. And, and that's... I don't think that's that's um, that's a good way to to work. Okay, yeah, I, I want to ask you about the you, you teaching critical thinking. Like, um, what's the course specifically about? You know, it, and like, where how did you come up with that idea? Uh, so I came up with that with that with that idea because uh, after a few years. Uh, on this uh, forum I mentioned earlier, I came to realize that almost all the problems we face as humans is caused at least partially by uh, lack of critical thinking. If you look at criminality, if you look at uh, fake news, if you look at uh, uh, education, uh, all, 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 all the problems we face tend to be linked, linked in some way to critical thinking. If you look at uh, discriminations, for example, all, all of them are linked to uh, a, a bad idea in, in the first place. So, for example, uh, if you're a Nazi, you, you think that uh, black people are different than, than white people and, and inferior, which, in fact, is not true. Uh, if you're uh, homophobic, you, you believe that uh, homosexuality is a choice, uh, or a lifestyle, and we know for a fact that it's not. So all, all the discriminations are based on a lie. And if we get rid of the lie with critical thinking and, and education, then we get rid of discriminations. And that's pretty much it with, with all problems we face. So, and, and since I'm... Uh, I'm and I, I tend to analyze things and try to to solve problems. That my job as I, I work in IT, and my job is to analyze situations and try to find problems and solutions to them. So I decided, yeah, let's see how we can teach critical thinking. 
so I did some research in the last two years and came in came into uh, a few scientists that already uh, worked on that. And so I just mixed uh, different topics I think are, are important in, in critical thinking. And yeah, I came up with that course that's uh, about 30 pages long. And the idea is to teach it here in Belgium over uh, today's, today's sessions, if possible. Maybe I found a way also to to monetize it uh, online. I, I I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess like um, critical thinking is really essential for a, for a better world. I I completely agree with you, right? And um, you know, I when it comes to critical thinking, I would say that. Um, no one is excused sometimes like even if you're if you're the smartest person out there like we c you could actually be a victim still you know it, because uh, a lot of times that we as humans are more of driven with by our emotions and all that stuff right so uh, like if you're teaching a course on critical thinking right like um for example if i were to be a you know, like buying, uh, uh, buying something online. Like, what would be, what should be my thought process on, on whether I should buy it? Like, is there any like template that you have on hand to help people, or you know, at least any decision making, I guess, uh, tool that you might have. So. Um, I didn't go this way uh, um, on, on my course. I didn't, uh, in fact, I, I did it on purpose. I didn't want to provide people with with um, with a thought process Hi, to, everyone. to make decisions Welcome because to... it depends very much on your goal, and and depending on your goal, your uh, your thought process will be different. So what I provided is tools and attitudes to um, to determine yourself this uh, thought process so because the, the way uh, critical thinking is presented by by uh, psychology scientists today is uh, two or three different different uh, types so so um, uh, Robert Ennis for example he he gave uh, a list of um, attitudes and uh, aptitudes. So according to him, uh, critical thinking is a set of tools uh, and also a set of uh, mental postures, we, we could call that, meaning that you, you can learn all the logic you want, you can learn all the, all the, the, the cognitive biases, but if you're not willing to to put them in place and use those tools, then it's it's useless to you. So you need at the same time to learn to implement those um, those um, mental postures, uh, like uh, skepticism, for example, is one of those men, uh, mental postures. And then those mental postures will trigger uh, the use of the tools. And depending on your on your situation, then you will use a different tool. So, for example, if I if I receive a new information, someone tells me uh, something, then skepticism 
uh, I would say triggers itself in my mind. That's the that's the goal, of course. And skepticism is just okay. I receive an information. I need to check it. That that's it. And then, depending on 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 the claim, then I will use different different tools to evaluate uh, the the evidence I have for for this claim and the importance of this claim. And according to those two um, criteria, I will uh, I will make an assessment of my acceptance of, of this claim. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, well, I guess like you know when you men when you talk about skepticism, it's it's a uh, it's it, it I guess it goes down the route of like something like a Socratic method, you know, and uh, just you know keep asking questions, maybe even on your mind, and and I guess that when you when you start to ask these questions and you demand answers, uh, I think that's one of the a good way to you know, um, arrive at the truth, right? And in, in, in terms of critical thinking as well. Yeah, yeah, critical thinking is just a path to the truth. Uh, and, and since we are extremely fallible uh, beings, then we will do mistakes. We will get things wrong and we need to acknowledge that and accept it and, uh, and be able to to say I don't know because sometimes we just don't have enough information to to make uh, a judgment. Uh, we need, I I I hear I hear people sometimes saying we need to be humble, and I think it's the other way around. It's when you start uh, learning critical thinking and applying it, then by definition you become humble. Uh, th that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess like one important aspect of society right now that we also need to apply critical thinking to is something you mentioned at the start, which was that you were, I guess, discussing about secular sexuality. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the ACA show called Secular Sexuality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it about? I, I'm not familiar. And um, can you talk about it? So it's a show where uh, people, it's a, it's a calling show, just like uh, the Atheistic Experience or uh, Tokiden. Uh, and it's a show where people call and, and ask questions or talk about their experience as uh, Either LGBTQ people or uh, dealing with uh, with uh, LGBTQ people, or uh, sometimes uh, just asking questions to to understand what it is about, or uh, also the the fact that uh, Christian, well, Christianity and uh, Islam and well, pretty much all religions tend to. Um, Weaponize sex and and uh, whether it's sex attraction, sex uh, the, the sexual uh, acts, uh, they tend to be uh, strongly, very strongly uh, guided by by religion. And every religion tells you you have to do this way, uh, this way, and not this way. So this this policying by religion is sometimes very damaging to people and. And that's 
why some people just need guidance uh, and when they do what they call this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess like, the, are you familiar with the particular standpoint that the the show itself has? You know, like for example, um, gender is just a social construct or or that they're actually they're they're an atheist youtube channel or is there any particular belief system that they hold on to so yes it's a it's an atheist based show mm-hmm. uh, but it's also evidence-based uh so we we know for a fact that homosexuality is is uh is defined uh well around 25% by our genes uh, especially uh five genes we also know that it's uh, around 30 to 40% uh linked to uh hormones and also and the rest is uh linked to uh, our environment in utero so we 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 know that uh, for a fact because of uh studies we've done Regarding this uh, uh, gender is a social construct, we also have uh, a scientific knowledge base, but I would say it's uh, it's much more recent and less uh, and less solid than um, than what we know about about uh, homosexuality. So we, we know that. Uh, gender is a social construct. We know that there is such a thing that as uh, uh, sexual identity, which is different than uh, social, um, sexual attraction, but we don't know the causes yet. We, we we know that it's a fact, but we don't know the causes. So yes, it's an atheist-based show, but it's also... Um, very much science space we we well they don't claim anything and i don't claim anything uh that science can't uh back up with uh, strong evidence mm-hmm. well i guess like what the science did show was that you know um if gender is a social construct but in the case of like one a human being sexuality it is hugely affect affect influenced by the environment that one grew up in right but but would you say that the genet like how much did the genetics play in it again uh for homosexuality it's around 25% hmm Okay, cool. Well, I uh I I guess like so it, does that mean that um you know if if my father is a is a homosexual, I'm more likely to have uh, homosexual traits as well. No, that's that's an oversimplification of uh, what genetics mean. It it means that uh some genes uh, which yes are transmitted uh by 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 the parents, some genes are involved in the process that make us homosexual. It doesn't mean that if you have those genes, you are homosexual. It means that some genes, uh, and we've identified identified five so far, those genes are involved in the process that make us homosexual. Mm -hmm. So I guess like having these genes 
will give you that like a more likely a tendency to be homosexual. Yeah, you, you could say that, but those genes, uh, they are very much prevalent in, in, the, in the society. I, I mm. couldn't give you a percentage, but mm. I, I would say that yeah, well, I guess to, co to correct my analogy, like if my father had these genes, right, then I would be more likely or have the predisposition to be more homosexual, right? Well, you would be 25% more likely yeah. to, to be. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Because hmm. You, you could have those genes and, and not be homosexual, which is something that people quite understand uh, when we talk about genetics because we assume that uh, genetics is everything that makes us who we are and in fact it's not at all genetics is only 50 percent of what makes us who we are the the the, the other 50 percent is epigenetics so so epigenetics is is a, a recent field of study it's the the study of um, phenotype changes that are not linked to uh, our genes. It mean it means that uh, uh, so phylogenetic changes are any physical or uh, mental changes like the the color of the skin, the, the 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 your size, the color of your eyes, uh, the, the the way your your brain will uh, will evolve. All this is uh, is um, partially genetic and partially epigenetic. So, uh, in fact, we uh, we discovered, I think it was in the 70s, that uh, genetics, uh, uh, genes, sorry, contained a second layer of information, meaning that we, we know that uh, each gene has uh, or contains uh, or provides an information, but what we didn't know so far is that the way our uh, DNA strains are folded, that's also an information in itself. And, and that explains how and when, and yeah, mostly how and, and when, when genes are expressed. You could see uh, that like uh, an orchestra, uh, genes are the, the musicians and Epigenetics is the conductor. He decides when uh, each uh, instrument starts and when it stops and how long it plays and if it plays loudly or not. You know that's that's epigenetics. It's it's a second layer of information contained in in our genes that drives the expressions the expression of our genes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, so okay. But I guess, like for example, in, in a if you're going to analyze like what homosexuality is in a on a scientific basis, right? Like, how would uh, scientists describe homosexuality? Is it a state of mind? Is it like a certain genetic, uh, I guess, like uh, order in in a human being? What is homosexuality? Is or is it just the desire tendency to desire the for the opposite sex, like? It's the, the potential to be attracted by uh, other people. So, uh, I, I other use people potential... by mean like other by the opposite sex. I'm not yeah, by the, by so the or similar to... sex. I mean, 
Yeah, so you have the potential to be attracted by uh, people of the same sex or by people of the other sex or by both or by none. And uh, I guess again, like, it's, it's, you, you, it's I, I guess like what uh, the potential to be to ha to be, I guess, like uh, to deviate from the normal heterosexual uh, path. Yeah, well, that, that's the problem. Uh, the fact that most people are uh, heterosexual doesn't mean, well, yeah, you, you could say it's, it's a norm in, in the way that it's uh, it's the case of the majority, but uh, mm -hmm. it's on, on, a, on a scientific side and on, on a biological side, it's not like we're supposed to be yeah, heterosexual yeah, yeah. And, course, and then there's yeah. a problem that causes us to yeah. be homosexual. It's just... It's just the the path of evolutionary progress, right? That yeah, there is, yeah there that's it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like there is no direction in ev evolution, right? We might be exactly yeah. evolutionarily inclined to be to be to like have sex with animals or something or or robots or whatever. It's just evolution, right? It's going to direct us mm -hmm. any way it wants for the sake of survival, right? Yeah, I would be careful using the word want because it means that evolution is guided yeah, somehow. Yeah, 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 not. yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not but, saying but, evolution is but, guided. Yeah, yeah. I, I see your point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I guess like, um, yeah. So in terms of of that, you know, if I were, how how does someone, I guess, like use this data? You know, of you saying that it's sort of fifty percent genetics, fifty percent environmentally. Uh, environmental influence so if i was let's say someone who's like bi-curious like how what how would this affect or or impact my own i i guess view of myself right like does it mean that if it's 50 percent in environment that i could have actually not have been gay and continued to to be heterosexual if I was in the right environment and or well I'm not saying right but in a specific environment that would lead me to to the norm normal I guess majority heterosexual way well there's two things in, in what you just said first mm -hmm. of all the, the the idea that we should belong to the norm yeah I I'm not saying that you should idea. yeah 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 okay uh, ignore that. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but but if if someone thinks uh, if I hadn't been born like this, I would be normal. Uh, that's that's problematic because mm -hmm, yeah. it's very damaging for for a lot of people. That, mm -hmm. that, uh, yeah, that, that wasn't that uh, wasn't that that wasn't the the, the my point. I guess like you yeah, know, but, it, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to address your point now. So um, uh, uh, let me try the the best way to formulate this. We all are the result of uh, our environment, uh, and and when I say this, I mean the the environment before we were born. So uh, you, you could say that maybe if I grew up in a different environment, I would be taller, or maybe if I grew up in a different environment, uh, I I would be I would have bigger feet or <laughs> or bigger hands, or you know we so. So as much as you could uh, think like that, I guess uh, nothing 
forbids you to think like that. I, I really don't see the point because, yes, uh, you you were born in a certain way because you were uh, submitted to certain uh, characteristics. And if those char characteristics were different, then you would be different, of course. But yeah, since you cannot uh, intervene on these uh, characteristics and, and you cannot change them, so yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the point? It's, it's like, I guess like it, it comes to the question of, was I born this way? Well, you're not, you were actually raised this way. If, if it's, if it is like sort of 50% environmental influence, right? No, no. What, what I specifically said environment in utero, speaking about homosexuality. Mm -hmm. So it means exposition to a certain, uh, uh, um, hormones. It means uh, maybe what what the mother eats, the the, the climate of uh, mm -hmm. which of, is environmental influence as, as well. Yes, but inside the utero, which means when you're born, this is decided and it won't change. That that's the reason why I used the word uh, potential earlier, because. So some people have the potential to be attracted by both sexes, for example, but because they were born in 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 a certain uh, society, they will believe that they only attracted to uh, the opposite sex, and then at some point of their life, they will discover that they also can be attracted by people of the the the, the, the same sex, and. From the the outside, we will say, "Oh, it's it's a it's a straight person that becomes gay." But no, they already had the potential to be attracted by by two sexes, and that, that's why we need to to make the distinction between what's before we were born and what's after, because sexual attraction is uh, determined before you are born, but the, the the way you see yourself and and the, the way you act, that is determined by uh, what you lived after. Yes. In, in fact, I, I, I saw um, recently a, a picture that explained this very, very well. It says that you have, uh, I think it was five uh, different things. So you have sexual attraction, you have sexual behavior, you have sexual identity, uh, you have gender identity and you have uh, something else. And so it's five different things, but they're all interconnected. Uh, meaning you, you, you can be uh, only attracted to men, but uh, only have sex with women because you comfort to, to the environment you grew up in. Uh, uh, you see, you, it's those things are set, but the the, the way you you behave is uh, is determined by uh, by your environment. But again, you you these these five things are are not connected to each other. Meaning, it's not because you have uh, a gender identity that's uh, male. 
that you have uh, a sexual sexual attraction to uh, to necessarily males or necessarily females. It's five different things uh, that make you who you are. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I mean? like yeah, I guess, but I guess if 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 you're gonna remove the epigenetics, right, or the or the 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 before you were born which if what you said that the, what before you were born affects is though it's where you're sexually inclined to be attracted to but after you're born it, what is decided is how you behave right and how you react and and, how, and because of how you're raised so it, does this mean that people could have could i'm not saying should but could have behaved differently after they were born if they were raised in a different way and the the it it, it, it whether or not they're sexu- they they have the potential to be sexually attracted that i i guess that would be ir- irrelevant here but that the fact that you being raised you know in in this certain way could impact how you behave in in your in 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 and express your sexuality it's a huge i guess like it's a big thing you know when it when you're talking about all this stuff right because there are a lot of big issues that are brought upon from these conclusions like you know sadly there are are christians that believe in something like conversion therapy which i really dis- disagree with you know a, a lot of things that bring stigma and and uh hardship to to the lgbt community you know yeah, I totally agree with what you what you just said. And what, what what we well, not we, but what the scientific community needs to do first is to uh, study those five uh, monolith uh, monolith I talked about uh, individually, and then the interaction between one another and how they can uh, influentiate. Uh, the other ones and and that will be uh, something like uh, uh, at least partially uh, social studies and and then as a society we need to listen to what scientific discovered and then change our mentality uh, to be in accordance with uh, what we will discover mm-hmm yeah, but I guess like if if I did like change my mentality on it according to just the recent research, right? It is very I don't know um, dangerous though because you know science doesn't the science you know the research doesn't care about the consequences. It's just gonna tell what the results of its experiments and research so if 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 by chance you know i'm not saying it it should be but if by chance that the research is actually like detrimental to the the position of the lgbtq community in the world then it be just because it's the recent research, but you know, it, it, in a future research, it will be dismissed because it it would be obsolete and you know irrelevant. Then, like just 
you know, changing your mindset according to the recent research is sort of dangerous, don't you think? I, I, I wouldn't say it's dangerous. I think it, it can be in certain cases. Uh, the, 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 what, what we need to focus on is how science is done because science is a process and the, this process is done by, by people and people are, are failable. The process itself is not, uh, but, but people who do science can, 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 can be wrong. We, we, we remember uh, Andrew Wakefield and his bogus uh, idea that uh, vaccines cause autism. So there, there are crooks uh, everywhere. There are uh, people can do mistakes, but uh, knowledge is cumulative. So when when uh, a new information comes up uh, by, by a new discovery in science, we put it into context with what we already know. So uh, it's extremely rare that uh, one discovery comes up and contradicts everything that's been found so far. Uh, if you look at uh, Einstein, for example, his uh, theory of relativity, it it encompassed uh, uh, Newton's uh, uh, physics and Newton's uh, um, uh, law of motion and added something to it. It didn't say, oh, okay, everything we knew so far was, was bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I guess Therefore, like uh, just be, you know when you did say that you know humans are valuable and you know just, the scientific method is just a tool for all these infallible uh, the, these valuable humans like for example like when you look at the the Darwinism in, in in the times of you know when the fascist governments were were in place in let's say Germany right like and even like places in Europe, you know, people had thought at the at that time, you know, using the scientific method method that homosexuality was a disease, right? So there are, I guess, when it comes to the scientific method, it it, it sure is useful and practical and very helpful for society. But uh, I guess, like when it's put in the hands of humans. And it's about it, it. It's not. It's not exempt from, from the the dangers. And 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 yes, you did say that it can be dangerous. But like I, my my real question though is that um, should I change my personal worldview according to the recent conclusions of these fallible scientists? Like you know, when you know, and then when they have the next research, then I'll change my worldview again. And then the, the next research conclusion, I should change again, or should I have this objective stance and actually stay stay on it? So, uh, I'm I'm going to go back to what I said earlier about skepticism. So I explained that skepticism is uh, basically. Regarding one claim, you evaluate the evidence for this claim and you evaluate the importance of the claim, which are two. Uh, um, it's not one or zero. It's uh, it's 
any number between one, uh, between zero and one. It's a percentage. Uh, for example, you, you can have uh, a totally mundane uh, claim, which would be uh, around uh, zero in terms of uh, the importance. And you, you, you can have uh, a very strongly supported claim where you would say that the evidence points to 100%. So then once you evaluated those two uh, numbers, then you, your confidence in uh, the, the claim is somehow uh, an average of those two uh, numbers. Well, not really an average, but it's, it's a, a number that's calculated based on those two numbers. So if you have a very mundane claim and you have strong evidence, then your uh, confidence will be very high. If you have a, a very, uh, very uh, extraordinary claim and you have very little evidence, then your confidence should be low. So in, in the case of, uh, of, your, uh, of your question, then you would have to evaluate what the science says today. Is it just one study? Is it 10 studies? Is it a thousand studies? Is it, uh, do they all point to the same conclusion? Do they, uh, uh, are, they uh, are they serious or are they, uh, were they done in, in, in a proper manner or were they butchered or, you know, the, all this needs to be taken into account. And then according to this, you say, okay, I believe it uh, 50%, I believe it 100% or 0%. And each person needs to do this job uh, on their own. So how do you do it? How do you measure the, 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 the body of knowledge uh, of science? Then you, you most people cannot do that. I can't do that. So you need to, over time, build, um, I would say, a portfolio of people who are knowledgeable enough on the topic and who don't have an agenda to push. And then you can start trusting them. But again, your position is tentative because you, you can discover that someone had an agenda when, when you didn't think they had. So. Yeah, I think it's it's a matter of of percentage. Yeah, instead of saying yeah, I, I will stay on this idea no matter what, or I will accept each new discovery of science no matter what. I think it's something between the two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I guess like. Um, but yeah, Cindy, uh, one last question because we're uh, over the one hour limit now. But. Um, I want to ask you, like, it, you know, when it comes to all this stuff, right? It, I guess that it, critical thinking, I think, is essential when it comes to defeating the the the, the these hu big enemies that humanity has now, which are like bigotry, racism, discrimination, you know, and uh, which the which are the sources of oppression. And, um, like, what would you advise to people who are like embedded in these, you know, current belief systems that lead them to such evil acts? Like, what would you tell them? You know, advise them to to I guess like apply skepticism or more, more learn critical thinking. What's your uh, take? 
So my take is that when someone is already uh, engaged uh, in this, it's very hard to take them out. Uh, so it it has to come from the outside. You ha you need to have people to, uh, exposing them to other ideas, but it's it's very hard. I think I'm not saying that they're uh, we we need to <laughs> toss them and 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 try to educate the next generation, but uh, it's it's kind of a bit like that uh, because. The, the, the current generation, the, the people you saw uh, on the capital, it, it will be extremely hard to deprogram them. We, we know that uh, since the, the, the Islamic attacks uh, in the recent years, uh, uh, many governments tried to deprogram people. Uh, and it's extremely hard, uh, even for a government which has uh, almost unlimited uh, uh, resources it's it's extremely hard so the, the the only way we have is to uh, to give the person the incentive to change their ideas and and for that you you have several uh several paths you have creating link with other people because usually uh extremism whether it's religious or ideological is often linked to uh, to isolation in in some way, so in fact it's it's a little bit like uh, like addictions. The, we we need to treat uh, extremism the same way we we treat uh, addictions. It means we need to give people the incentive to create link with other people, uh, to have emotional support uh, from other people to to be able to share what they feel to other people. And, and that's what leads mostly to uh, addictions and uh, extremism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I hope that uh, anyone who is in that scope, you know, you question yourself and look for the betterment of the human race, bro. You know, and uh, Cindy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a great time for talking to you. Uh, you're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is your host, Elmo Ador Jr. And thank you for listening in and please subscribe please follow us on facebook please please follow this please thanks gearheads know that some projects need so many parts it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them that's what ebay motors 122 million parts are for think of it as your virtual parts garage they've always got the right fitment at the right prices Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. 
Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. 